You're listening to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with Terrence Murphy, where we cover sales, investing, and entrepreneurship with an emphasis on real estate. Each podcast, Terrence and his guests will bring you informative and inspiring information within the real estate industry. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. We're going to get this thing popping today. Uh, I'll start off with a quote. This one's short and simple. It says, you are a visionary or you better join a tribe that has a visionary because it will be tough to navigate where you want to go in life without vision. And that's by me, yours truly. <laughs> it's the first time in all the episodes I actually put my own quote on here. Um, but I have an amazing guest today. Tonya Weather's journey from losing a stable relationship and giving birth to stillborn twins to a real estate entrepreneur and coach inspires others. Her major focus is on long-term buy and hold rental properties, mortgage notes, and Airbnbs. Her claim to fame is 100K payday after house hacking a home in Dallas, holding it for four years and walking away with a big check. Tonya offers live and virtual training with her Breaking Courses Real Estate Investing Academy. She teaches beginner investors how to do the exact same thing. Welcome her to the show today. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. So happy to be here. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm, I know we had a couple um, scheduling issues, but we are here. God is perfect. Everything's about timing. And we're going to drop some gems and some nuggets and get your story out there to the world for sure. Yeah, it's going to get her done. Yeah, so tell me real quick. Um, just give me your story real quick. Let's let's get, let's get dive in. Tell my audience who you are, kind of how you, you know, whatever you want to share. But then how did you get into real estate and how did you decide to become a real estate entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Tanya Weathers. Um, I am originally from Florida, now in the Texas, Dallas area. And, you know, I have a story where, you know, it tends to be a lot similar to a lot of people out there, right? We hear the story of, you know, going to school, getting good grades, get a good job, get a family, do that whole thing, right? And I was definitely on that track. I was definitely known for being a straight A student. I went to the University of South Florida. Um, for computer engineering, uh, also majored in, in, in magazine design, um, followed up with like adult education. So I was really heavy on college and education and had a really great career, still do have a really great career in, as an instructional designer um, in the tech field. I developed e-learning courses and I loved it. I love doing what I do. Um, and the next step for me was finding a family, right? I wanted to live that that woman's dream that we've always been taught as little girls, you know, that princess story of finding the Prince Charming. And so I was like, all right, I got a good career. Let me find, let me find what's out there. And I actually did. I found a wonderful guy and uh, we fell in love and I got pregnant and I was so excited. I, I was pregnant with twins, a boy and a girl, Xavier and Exora. Um, but one day things went south. And after being pregnant for five, almost six months, I lost that pregnancy. And it was devastating to both of us. Um, I had lost previous pregnancies before and I had hard times. And so that pregnancy really hit me hard. The biggest thing that happened was I also lost the relationship as well. And I had to ask myself after all of that and the depression and getting through that is what am I doing with my life? Is it really just find a family and, and settle down and that's the end of the story? And I had to go back and really 
you know, they always say that tragedy kind of makes you reevaluate. I think that's why a lot of people are even doing that right now with COVID, just reevaluating where they are and where they stand and where their goals really are. And that's exactly what that made me do. And I had to look at, as a woman, I can do more and be more than just a wife and a mother. And so I looked at my background of education, how much I loved it. But more than anything, along my path, I've always loved the idea of being free. Any and everybody that can tell you that knows me, my family, my friends, I'm very outgoing and have this freedom type way of thinking. And I've always had that idea. And I knew that I was going to have that idea for even the children that I didn't have. And so along that path of going back and understanding, I remembered what I kept hearing. And it was real estate, real estate, real estate, generating wealth through real estate. And um, I was like, well, shoot, I was going to do that for you know, the babies that I almost had, why not still continue along that path, even if it's just me? And so I said, I'm diving in. I'm going to learn absolutely everything that I possibly can about generating wealth and, um, you know, passing that education on to others. So that's how I started. It started from tragedy, unfortunately, but it is, it has propelled me in so many ways. And in a lot of ways, I'm thankful for it um, because it showed me who I really am and who I really want to be. And so since then, you know, I've learned mostly about multifamily, um, a little bit about single family. I say a little bit, a lot about single family, but my my goal has really been about multifamily because I'm the type of person I'm going to go big the first time around. So um, I've also done Airbnbs along that way. Um, did a major flip recently here in Dallas. We had a hundred K day about to have another 200 K day in Tampa. So it's, that's been my journey. And I really am just looking to excel with, with patience and the right people on my crew. I'm just looking to excel. So that's my story. No, I love it, man. You know, um, you know, it's, it's special and it's, you know, it makes you take a step back and, and realize that we all have something we've been through or that we're going through. And so that's why you, that's real. That's why I'm so big on like, no matter where you're at in life, just treat everybody the same, you know, treat them with genuine love because you truly don't know what people are going through. Right. Um, Yeah. Cause you know, I had had my NFL injury had worked my whole life and this isn't about me. It's about you. But the correlation of making it to the NFL, being there and then getting paralyzed on Monday night football from the neck down, career being over with, starting over, depression, the list goes on. Neck surgeries, four screws, plates in my neck, rehab, physical therapy, blah, 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 right? Um, But the point is, you know, on the backside of that, man, you know, and there's a scripture that I always lean on is Jeremiah 32, and he talks about um, rebuilding us again. You know, he he built us already, but just like this, you know, just like his temple was torn down, um, but he said it in the scripture that I'm going to not only rebuild it, I'll rebuild it again, but stronger. Um, and that's what you are. You're a rebuilt temple um, and you're built stronger now. You're built to last and you're built for where God is going to take you. So I'm excited to to watch your journey and, and, and to, to truly encourage anybody in the audience listening to this podcast. Like me and Tanya are both here having a moment. We're connecting. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, is take time and build rapports and build genuine relationships. Everybody's just all about 
posting and looking cool. And it's like, what happened? What happened to real relationships? And that's why I will say that's been the cool thing about this podcast is really getting to connect with people again. You know, it's been awesome. Yeah. Just so, listening to people's stories. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Well, be encouraged, my sister. God has got a plan for you. Obviously, you're seeing Shake it. You're, you're walking it out. And I want to, before we get off, I'll make sure we're connected. Anything I can do to help you, I will. Um, so let's jump into this thing. So obviously, you're doing the multifamily. You're flipping houses. You had a 100K day, about to have a 200K day, right? God has moved you into real estate. It started with financial literacy. What was that? What was that first thing you read? What was that first podcast? Like what really got you going? Because I've heard a lot of people say, man, I'm interested in real estate. And they read a book and they're like, but man, it didn't it didn't spark anything. What sparked you? Yeah, well, I, before even the real estate, it was just books about financial wealth. Right. Like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Everyone's you know read that one. It, it just started off with understanding the mindset, like changing my mindset. I come from a really small town in Florida. And I had to rewire the way that I thought, even though I had a lot of education on the back, on the back end, it's just, wait a minute, I, I need to not think like a poor man anymore. You know, I need to think like I, I, I'm already there. And so books like that. And then once I got into understanding um, a little bit more about real estate, um, the podcast I hit up on a daily was bigger pockets. I mean, bigger pockets taught me so much at the beginning before I actually had enough money to get a mentor and a coach. Bigger pockets was my mentor and coach. They had so much on there and still do and expanding every day. So those those were the the people that I went to. I just knew you were going to say every day I listen to the real estate entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. I just knew that was coming. <laughs> I was like I was like sitting back in my seat. I'm like here it comes. Here it comes. It's my moment. I'm just giving you a hard time. So we got a new section called coming in hot. There's no music right now, but there's a section that the music comes in. It's like coming in hot. Right. So here's our coming in hot section. So that means it's rapid fire and you're just going to answer them in one word or one sentence. You ready? Ready. We're going to go quick. College degree or no college degree? College degree. Okay. What was your greatest challenge as, as a child? Overcoming the stereotype of sounding white. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. That's good wisdom. What was your first attempt at entrepreneurship? I tried to become a virtual assistant, like before virtual assistant even existed. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst real estate or entrepreneurial advice you've ever received? The worst. You don't need any money to get into this business. Wow. And who is the one person that made the biggest impact on your career? Mark Kenny, my mentor in Dallas. Love it. Good job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> we need like a, a fan like button, like the, the crowd roars in the background. We need to add that on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm we need to add that on there. That'll be cool. So if you were to mentor me now, right? Because I'm real big on Paul and Timothy. You know, the Paul and Timothy, uh, you know, relationship where he found his Timothy and then he, you know, mentored him and he said, all right, now you go find your Timothy. Right. So let's just reverse it now. We've talked about you being mentored. We talked about you reading books. If you were going to mentor me or someone listening on the show, 
Um, and I'm willing to do the work now. That's important. The mindset has to change. Mm-hmm. The work, the work is being done. What were the top three things that you would encourage me to do right now, starting out? I would tell you to dream big. That's the first thing. I think a lot of new time entrepreneurs getting into it, they're like, well, let me start off small and see where I go there. And of course, the, you know, this, the, this, the phrase baby steps, of course. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with dreaming big. Figure out what it is that your ultimate goal is and where it is that you want to go. I think there's nothing wrong with that, especially as a woman. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of times when when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm not out here like these guys doing it. There's not that many women in this space. Let me take my time. And I was just saying, oh, I just want a couple of units. I just want four units. You know, I just want to be able to make $200 per door. And I I didn't realize that I could dream big. So I would definitely say dream big. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, one of the biggest things that I, I realize, and I still do do, is if you're willing to take the time and work on it, work on your credit. Just work on it every day, even your business credit. A lot of people I talk to that are newbies, they don't understand business credit and how it's different from personal and how it's really helped me in my, my uh, investing journey. Um, you know, figure out the ins and outs of it and nurture it. Mm-hmm. And then... I would say if you if you were patient enough, hmm, because I don't have the patience, but I'm going to give the advice out there because you don't always follow your own advice. <laughs> I would say figure out this new tech that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the metaverse and you know, even with the crypto and the Bitcoin and the this and the that. I wish that I can keep up with all that, but it's moving way too fast for me to even try and stay on it. But if you are somebody that's new in this space and you're patient enough to, to figure it out, definitely do that. No, that's I'm great. I'm going to try and take my own advice as well. <laughs> yeah, you need to. Yeah, I've been all in on the crypto and the metaverse and the NFTs, and it's been crazy. I've been, I've been, I've been enjoying it for sure. I want to circle back. There's one thing that you said people don't understand the difference between business credit and personal credit. If you could answer that question real quick, because that's just a free flow question. Like if you could say, Hey, here's how, if you were going to explain it to my, you know, young professional realtor that's on my team in, in a short, how would you explain business credit versus personal credit? Yeah. I mean, so personal credit is based on your own personal spending habits. Right. And there's a score that's attached to it. Um, and business credit credit is basically the same thing, but it has your business attached to it. And it's the spending habit of your actual business. And so, but it's, it's, it's calculated completely different than the personal credit and it grows faster and you're, you're able to get, um, more lending and more funding for your business than you are personally, because, um, you know, just the way that the businesses are businesses are structured versus being an individual. So I highly recommend looking into business credit and figuring out. Um, I have listened to so many podcasts, listened to um, or read so many different books and articles out there on how to quickly increase your business um, 
I would say there's one person I follow online. Her actually, her name is actually Ellie. Um, Ellie talks money on on Instagram. Shout out to Ellie. She's uh, really great with teaching. You know, especially on your novice level, we have no idea about business credit. Um, she's really great with that. So yeah, I need, learn I need to get, I need to get her on the show. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, I need to get her on the show just talking about credit, right? So, yes, you do. Okay, we need to do that. No, that's good yeah. wisdom because you hear it being thrown around, credit, why is it important? And then business credit versus personal. So thank you for taking some time and adding some wisdom to that. Um, so what do you feel like um, in the real estate market people are not paying attention to right now? What's that hate? And, it, and you might have already kind of alluded to it, but what do you feel like in the real estate market people are paying attention to that they need to be paying attention to? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just going to repeat what I said about the tech side of things. Mm -hmm. There's some people that are diving head in, but you have people like me that really aren't paying that much attention to it. And I probably should because I'm going to get left behind if I don't soon. So I've already have it on my to-do list of, you know, find somebody that can teach me, spend X amount of time you know, a day learning about it because there's so much tech out there that's moving quickly. And if I don't get behind it, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> in, the, in five years, 10 years from now. I'm like, dang, you know? So I think that's what, what's the big thing right now is just how, understanding how to incorporate that technology within real estate. So let's talk about your flip deals, right? So why did you choose flipping? Let's let's break down that first deal. You or it wasn't your first, but the one you made hundred k on. Walk me through what that looks like. Uh, tell me the semantics of it. Um, so you flipped, made hundred k day, which is an awesome six figure day. So tell me about that, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very yeah. impressed. So that one actually, it wasn't a flip. It was buy hold. Okay. Um, it was here in Dallas. Um, I had just moved to Dallas. I got here in 2017, and. I knew that I really wanted to, to take advantage of this great market. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I moved here. And so I knew that I wanted to find just a small multifamily that I could purchase. But after a lot of searching, you know, the market here, it's, it's, it's kind of inflated. And so I couldn't find anything within my price range, but I did find one that I could house hack. Mm. And so that's actually what I did to, with that property here in Dallas. I, I house hacked it. Um, and for those who don't know what house hacking is, it's basically you finding a home where you can, you personally can live in part of it and you can get tenants to live in the other part. The rent that they're paying is paying for um, some or all of your mortgage. And, you know, you're basically living there for free. And so um you know, and eventually the goal is to continue to do that or refi out of it. And so that's what, um, that's what I did. I actually stayed in there for maybe about a year until I did a lot, start doing a lot of traveling. Then I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna stay in for a year. And then I'm actually going to get more tenants to replace me. And so then I had, you know, two tenants staying in the property and I'm just collecting the rent. And then the market just skyrocketed. I was like, you know what? Let me see. Let me see what I can get from this. Let me just test the waters. And sure enough, I could have 
I could have held it for longer, but I was like, yeah, 100K is, doesn't sound bad at all. When I talked to my realtor and I got it appraised and I saw that 100, I was like, bet. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was I was happy about that. So let's talk about the, if you don't mind, when you, it's a two unit building or, or it's a single family? So it's a duplex. So a duplex. So it, it was yep. a duplex. Yep. Yep. From a financing standpoint, did you do conventional FHA? Let's talk about that. Yes. So um, I love talking about numbers. So I actually purchased it just under 300. Mm -hmm. um, I, I use FHA. Yep. And I was able to put down a really low um, down payment because of that FHA program. And um, it was actually turnkey. So mm. I didn't have to do any renovations to it. Um, the duplex was also kind of unique because it was one where uh, the first unit was in the front and then the back unit was in the back. So it was it was a pretty sweet kind of instead of a side by side duplex that um, most people are familiar with. It was like a back to back duplex with a beautiful yard in between. So it was really nice property in an area here in Dallas in the north North Oak Cliff area that's in a really nice popping spot. And um, I was like, okay, cool. I can, I can stay in the back house because the back house was a little smaller. Um, the front was a two one and the back was a two one as well, or excuse me, two one and a half. And um, you know, I, I was like, okay, that can stay in the back. I'm not going to be here that long. So I, I, you know, got my stuff moved in the back and then did the process of finding tenants. And I was the property manager for, for that process for about, about a year, year and a half while I was there. Um, and then once, you know, I held it for, held it for three years, two and a half, three years. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like I said, I bought it for just under 300 and it came in, the appraisal came in at 415, 410, 415. Wow. So you did good on that one. I think I did good on that <laughs> one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm always telling people if I could go back again, single or young or whatever we want to call it, if you're able to move and house hack, move into a duplex or a fourplex or triplex, move into a unit, rent out the other units, it's a no brainer. FHA loan, 3.5 to 5% down. It's a no-brainer. And as long as you no stay brainer. in there for the first 12 months, you're good. And then you can move out and do it again if you need to, right? And so, and I tell people the down payment that you're going to put down is going to be way less than you're going to pay on a security deposit in 12 months or 16 months rent. So, yep. man, you it just makes no sense to not do it. So, congrats on that. So, Thanks. we'll progress. So, a couple more questions I want to run by you. Uh, we talked about the metaverse, cryptocurrency, kind of being on people's radar. We've talked about house hacking, building equity. You could always refi it because I always say it could be a cash transaction. You can sell it, make the 100K, or you can refi it and pull out the 75 to 80K and still own the asset. It's really what you want to do. Um, right. So the next couple questions, we're going to go uh, quick. But before I do that, what's the one thing that you feel like now that you're in the real estate industry? is a little harder to crack into than people are giving it. You know, some people are like, oh, I'll just get get my license or I'll just do that and it's easy. What's the one thing you like? It was a, it was a little bit harder than I anticipated in the real estate industry. 
So at this point, I'm trying to focus on small multifamily, meaning less than 20 units. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that going above that was going to be a lot harder than I originally thought. I mean, yeah. even being in, I was in a group, you know, paying a bunch of money to a mentor and learning everything about, I mean, 300, 400, 500 unit buildings, right? But I didn't realize how difficult it was um, because I chose to take on the, I chose to take on the role of raising money and raising capital. And I also had to understand at the time, I didn't have the network in order to, to build, in order to be able to get funding like that. You know, I don't just know somebody that's just sitting over in the corner that has $50,000, dollars to put into a deal. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot harder than I thought. And that's why I actually postponed that. I'm still going back to that. Oh, promise you, I will. I will be going back to the large commercial 300, 400 unit buildings. But because it was a little difficult, more difficult than I thought, I for now have said, all right, I'm going to focus on the smaller um, units and build my network, build my net worth, then be able to to move faster. No, I love it. I always say net network equals net worth. Right. Yeah. And so you just you just pretty much uncovered that. Like, you know what? Let me go back and build this net worth to to transition to my net net worth. Um, and you know, you won't, you won't compete like right now. I mean, I'm in that space and, and it's, it's a bloodbath right now in multifamily space, especially class A, class B, you know, 200 to 300, 400 units. I mean, these things, 50 million, $70 million, uh, assets getting 16 offers. I know. 18 offers. That's what you see on a $150,000 starter home, not on a, 50 to $80 million assets. So I think you're smart by saying, you know what, I'm going to transition over here. And, do, and I've even myself decided the same. I said, you know what, let me just double down on developing these neighborhoods that I've been doing for a while. Let me buy my strip centers that have worked really well for me. And let me focus on the 75 units and down that I can take down with raising no capital. That is a good sweet spot because you're not competing with a lot of that private equity. Yes, yes. It's good wisdom. So next three questions, all right? There's kind of like our coming in hot round, but you don't have to do it in one word. Um, Okay. So we're going to do three questions in a row, answer them fast. So what's your secret to good time management? I time block now. I didn't always time block, but I time block. um, So literally on my calendar, it is, you know, yoga, (laughs) eat. Yep. Calls, you know, break. It, it's literally that because if I don't, it um, I'll go, 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 go. I'm definitely one of those people that will wake up at five, six o'clock in the morning and will not stop until seven, eight o'clock and be exhausted. Yep. And so I had to start time blocking everything like, okay, this is going to be for an hour. And after that hour, I'm done with it and I'm going to go to the next thing. And so um, time blocking, definitely. Man, that's awesome. I've said that a million times to people. So thank you for backing me up. So all of you people that are a part of my organizations, especially TM5, that push back on time blocking, you heard it from Miss Tanya. Time block. <laughs> time block. <laughs> What's your secret 
to building a brand? Consistency and knowing my audience. Um, Because if I don't know my audience, they're not going to know me and I'm not going to be able to consistently show up for the right people. So consistency and, and knowing who my audience is. Love it. I got another question, but I'm about to substitute it. What's your secret to a good e-learning course? Because I know you said you built e-learning courses. Yes. Oh, that's a loaded question. But I'm going (laughs) to say, (laughs) I would say the secret is um, making sure that people are retaining what you're actually teaching them through make by making them do what you're actually teaching them. you know, we have a, we have something in the instructional design space where we we say um, we say we show them right, we show them how to do it, and then we demo how to do it, and then we let them do it. And so, if you're not doing that in your e-learning courses, you people aren't going to retain it, especially adults. Adults mm. learn totally different, and so we have to adults. I mean, it can be very similar to, to kids, but we need to put our hands on things. We need to be able to, and then we need to be able to pull from real life examples. So if your e-learning course isn't pulling from real life examples, if you're not actually giving them something to do that's obtainable, they're not going to retain it. And, you know, you're just wasting, wasting your time. And then interactivity. I really like interactivity. No, that's good. Would you be willing to come on and be a consultant for my new e-learning course? <laughs> I know we might just talk about that off. <laughs> no, I know we need to. I had to I had to shoot my shot while I had a chance. Let me get that up. Let me get that up. <laughs> it takes me two seconds to hear wisdom. I was like, this is to know what she's talking about. All right. <laughs> Last couple of questions, and I'm gonna get out of here. It's been it's been good, man. I'm 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 loving the vibe. So yes. what is the one technology or service that you believe everybody will be using next year? And it may go back to what you've already hit on a couple of times. Yeah, I feel like it is because it's just moving so fast in that space. And like I said, I'm just not, I'm not on the train right now. So I'd mm-hmm. love to be able to answer that question. Maybe you could tell me, you know, what's something that I need to focus on um, as far as, as tech goes. Yeah, I think uh, CRMs obviously are a no-brainer. And now always, yeah. you know, I, I didn't realize till I was talking to a CRM specialist. He, he said there's over 5,000 CRMs, which I was like, there's no way. He was like, dude, I counted every one of them. I was like, well, I believe, I believe it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so CRMs is important, but I always say the best CRM is the one you'll use, right? So you got to start building a database. Yeah. Because whether you, like you said, you're going to raise capital, you're going to need a database. Whether you're going to do flips, you're going to need a database. Whether you decide to sell real estate, you're going to need a database. Whether you decide to do e-learning courses, you need a database. So take your iPhone, take your social media, take your LinkedIn, export all your contacts into a database and start showing up consistently in front of them. Because I always say like in the beginning of whatever space you want to you want to get into, somebody already has that mind space in your SOI's place. Right. So when they think of like if I say, hey, you know, we're coming to town, let's go hang out, let's go get a burger. We don't think of every burger joint in town. We think of the top one or two. And that's where we go. Well, it's the same way when, you know, I see agents who get their license and they just, they earn their feelings because their next door neighbor put their house on the market the next week or their, you know, their in-laws listed their house with another realtor. It's like, 
Well, because that mind space was already taken by someone else. There's things you got to do consistently in order to become that expert in our mind. That takes time, right? So that's what I would say CRM and really building that database. If, if I were coaching you and giving you wisdom back your way. Yeah, no, that's powerful. That's definitely powerful. Because like I said before, that consistency, but I never really thought about it. Okay, well, you got to know, you got to have a database of who that audience is and who you're being consistent to. So no, I was like, you know, in, in some some ways, I, I do kind of have a CRM right now that I'm using, but um, you know, I'm never really satisfied with the tech I have, but <laughs> it's it's important. It really is. I love that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because just remember everybody, you're Whenever you take over, whether you're a CPA, um, attorney, um, a realtor, insurance agent, the list goes on, right? Most people, unless you get them right out of college, they already have someone. And most people come right out of college have parents that already have someone, right? So when you get in there, you're, you're pretty much asking them to fire someone else and think about you first. And so you just got to understand that there's emotions tied to that. There's relationships. There's bridges. And that's why I'm so big on when somebody chooses to use me as their realtor or their builder or come and join my organization. I want to make sure that I go over and beyond the call of duty because I know they could have went with someone else. They probably were already with someone else. And that responsibility is very high. That's why I take it to heart to make sure that everybody gets five star for me at all times. So, yeah, that's that's the focus for sure. All right. Here's our last couple sections and then. We'll jump off. So we have this thing called the moonshot. So what is, and we think about like Elon Musk, like to the moon. So like, what is your one goal or dream that others think is impossible or crazy to achieve? Like, but you're like, I'm going to do that. What is that moonshot? I want to go to space. Okay. So we're going to space. I, I really, really do. So something about me that only a few people know is that I am in love with Star Trek. Okay. I watch it almost every single day. <laughs> over and over and over again. Sometimes it's just in the background, just playing. And so I've always had this out of the world, you know, way of thinking. And, you know, some people might be like, hey, I, why? Right. And because I like the idea of freedom. And yeah. that is like, the far we can go right now. Mm -hmm. And who knows by the time I actually have enough money to do it, we might be able to get a little bit further. So that's my moonshot. I mean, there it is. I want, I want to be in that pod. Why not? You know, a couple of years, ago, a couple of years ago, my wife calls me a conspiracy theorist sometimes, but cause I do a lot of research about the most random stuff, but there was a group of people, high net worth people that went to the, went to Mars and created a colony. It was on CNN. It was on C, you know, with CNN, right? But it was on CB, was it CBNC or CBNC, whatever. Um, but either way, it was like on Wall Street. It was everywhere. And they were literally taking deposits to go to Mars and set up a colony. And they took off. Really? Yeah, they're there. It's, it's like, you can look it up. Like, and it's like, well, if it's on the internet, it doesn't mean it's true. It's like, yeah, but I saw a video of these people shooting off into the sky. So wait a minute. So was it a conspiracy theory or was is did this just happen? No, it really happened. Okay, I'm gonna have to look that up. There was real people that went to Mars and created a colony. I might be given a deposit soon. <laughs> 
I even asked my wife, I was like, you down? What's up? You want to go? She's like, well, you know, we got the kids. I'm like, yeah, you got a point. But no, nah, man. So it, no, it really happened. So you recommended a book on the real estate entrepreneur of Terrence Murphy. We have everybody bring a book that has made an impact in their life. And you suggested Investing for Good by Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Why? What is what is that? What has that yes. book done for you? Well, they they're in the multifamily space too. And they really specialize in educating people that are just starting off in the multi multifamily space. Um, really addressing those issues that I was saying I was having earlier about raising capital and just understanding how to analyze deals and also from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just learned all of that stuff from a woman's perspective and how to, and then also how to use the skill as, as a woman, you know, for some reason, I'm not quite sure why we're made this way, but women, we tend to be a lot more organized than men. <laughs> we, we have a lot more communication skills than men, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of good at it. And yeah. so, yeah. And so, you know, they take it from that perspective. Um, and reminding us women that it's okay that there's not that many of us because we can still come to the table with really great skills and be just as great as some, as some of these men out there. So uh, that's why I recommend it. Yeah. And even better. And so, and they're killing it. Those two ladies are killing it. And so, yeah, that's why I recommend, recommend that book. It's really helped me. Yeah. I'm very passionate about that growing up with a single mom and, um, seeing how hard she worked in business administration. And, you know, there was a time where I still to this day, I like, if you look across my companies, I don't have a lot of male leaders. I mean, most of my leaders are, are ladies. And so I remember there was even a time, like I had friends like, do you hire men at your companies? I'm like, no, I mean, I do. But the best candidate who interviewed out of the 500 resumes just happened to be her. Right. So, and she's been here now 10 years or eight years or whatever, and she's killing it. So I'm cool with it. But yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree at all. I mean, the best teammates the outside of football, but obviously the best teammates I've had in business have, have been ladies. They're, they're very loyal, very yeah. hardworking, very consistent. All right. So working people, we're going to do two things now, final thoughts, and then where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, final thoughts, I think would be just, you know, remember to dream big, you know, no limitation. The sky is the limit, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter where you come from, no matter the struggles you've had, the trauma that you've had, the sky is the limit. Only you are stopping yourself from reaching it. So that's definitely final thought on that. And then you can reach me at Tanya Weathers on Instagram and also tanyaweathers.com. Um, I am always there to share information, educate people, have chats. If you're just still starting off and you don't really know where to start, I'm always happy to to talk to new investors. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Love it. Hey, great job. Thank you for being on the show. I'm proud of you. Like I said, God has rebuilt you for where you're about to go in this journey and anything I can do to help you, let me know. Thank you so much. You are wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. We'll stay in touch. 
Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur with Terrence Murphy. Please subscribe on whichever platform you are listening and consider leaving a five-star review as that will help us gain traction and continue to bring you knowledge in the real estate industry. For more content, head over to TerrenceMurphy.com. 